feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, cry me a river. Hunter Biden is whining that if his last name wasn't Biden, he never would be in this mess. I contend if his last name wasn't Biden, they would have thrown the book at him years ago. He wouldn't have gotten all the free passes that he has gotten. Uh, But take a listen to this. He did a podcast uh, with the singer the kind of DJ podcaster singer Moby, and he basically blamed it all on everybody else and said he is the victim. One, I recognize that none of this is, is necessarily about me. They are trying to, in the in in their most uh, illegitimate way, but rational way, they're trying to destroy a presidency, and so it's not about me. In their most base way, what they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me, knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle. And so therefore, destroying a presidency in that way. And so I realized that, that it's not about me. And then the second thing that I realized is that these people are just sad, very, very sick people that have most likely just face traumas in their lives that they've decided that they are going to turn into an evil that they decide that they're going to inflict on on the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I think is a little sick and evil, to use Hunter's words, that you would spend as much money on your mortgage as you do on your adult entertainment. Because in the years 2016 to 2019, according to this new filing, remember, he's just been charged with nine criminal counts, felonies and misdemeanors for not paying his taxes, $1.4 million worth. Uh, The loan and mortgage payments, according to the special counsel, the Justice Department, he spent close to $191,000 in that time period on his mortgage payments And on his adult entertainment, which was very entertaining, (laughs) if you saw some of the video, it was the kind of entertainment uh, you can't even look at if you're, you got to be at least uh, over 60. Anyone under uh, under 60, you're too young to watch that. All right. But in the adult entertainment, according to the Justice Department, in that same time period, he spent 188,000. So he spent the same amount on his mortgage payments as he did on adult entertainment. But everybody else is wrong and not him. And also the gun charge, remember, it was about to be swept under the rug. Then that was rejuvenated. This came. This is really, really a mess. And yet he seems to be taking no responsibility for his own actions. And I contend tonight this is a disaster for his father. His father rode uh, to the White House saying, we're going to be the presidency of moral clarity. Shame on Donald Trump and his verbiage and some of the things he said in the mean tweets. We're going to be above reproach. We're going to be the ethical ones. 
and he took on guns. Every time you hear him, it's guns, guns, guns. we got to get guns off the streets. He doesn't talk about repeat offenders, but he says guns, guns, guns. And he was going to hire 87,000 new IRS agents because, boy, he had to clamp down on those wealthy people who he says are tax cheats. Those are big issues for him. Now he has no moral authority on either issue because he is clearly a liar. He is clearly not being honest with the American public. He absolutely had contact with some of his son's business associates. He's denied, denied, denied. And that is such a bunch of hogwash. It is not true. He has lied constantly about it, and it makes you wonder what else is out there. And that's why we'll see this week there will be a vote for an impeachment inquiry. I hope it gets passed for the inquiry purpose. Let's see what else they get. Let's see if it goes anywhere. They'll have some more subpoena power and a little more force if it's an official inquiry. And then maybe they get some people under oath and maybe they get some more bank accounts. Uh, because, boy, it's a lot of money. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars going into the Biden family and some of it going to the grandkids, everybody but the dog. And you're wondering, well, what's going on? He says he's never met the business associates. There are pictures with them with the business associates in multiple places. We've got people who testified who said, oh, yeah, he was on the phone and Hunter would put him on the phone all the time. And according to Hunter, remember the time I'm sitting next to my father. My father says, you better do this or else. Uh, even Hunter's own words, complaining about 50% for his father, that he was giving half of what he made to his dad from these rogue, questionable individuals. So there's a lot of stuff there. Let's see where it goes. Uh, but I don't think Hunter Biden should be so cocky tonight and start putting the fingers at everybody else and not seeming to look in the mirror whatsoever. And I think his father enabled him. Absolutely. There's no way he is so close to his son. Keep saying he's, I'm proud of my son. We're so close. He's the smartest guy I know. Uh, well, the smartest guy you know here didn't pay taxes for a number of years. The smartest guy you know threw a gun uh, in a dumpster that was loaded. Uh, the gun was, and it was right near an elementary school, and then he lied on a tax form. That's the smartest guy you know. That's why the gun charges are there, because he lied on the form. You know, I mean, there are so many issues here, and the father clearly had to know. How is he going to go out there and tell the American public, you better be good on your taxes? You kidding me? After this, he has... Zero to talk about. You better be good on your guns. I don't want these people who have mental issues to be signing up. Well, did you talk to your son? You know, you still contend he's the smartest guy you know. You think that that's setting a good example for America? Look at your own house before you start looking at others. Meantime, we're also talking about Eric Adams, who the new news tonight, he is coming out saying that he got turned away, basically, when he went to the White House saying, quote, help is not on its way. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And remember, it wasn't that long ago when he was asked about the migrant crisis and how it's busting at the seams in the New York like it is all across the country. This is what he had to say. This is just unfair for local governments to have to take on this national obligation. We've done our job. Uh, there's no more room at the end. No more room at the inn. And that was months ago. So there's no more room in the city now. Forget the inn. It's well beyond the inn. By the way, uh, also, they are saying the cost for this crisis they're anticipating is going to be at least $12 billion with a B. And so far, the federal government has only given, carved out, I don't even think they've delivered, on the $150 million 
for New York City. He went into uh, D.C. and said, hey, can you help? And he said uh, they basically told him uh, help isn't on the way. That's a direct quote from the mayor. What a mess. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete again in Staten Island. Pete, uh, your thoughts. I want to hear the update from Staten Island there on the migrants. Well, what's happening is they're hanging out at the Home Depots and the home improvement places. The contract is no better because what they'll do is some people will go there and they want to have their house cleaned or painted or something. And they see these people and they'll say, oh, could you come work at my house? So, you know, like I'll give you like uh, $100 a day. And they go, no, no, we'll do it for like $20 a day. So they pick them up in their cars, they bring them to their house, and then they take over their house. And then some of these people are either running away to, to get to go live with relatives or disappearing. Now, the bad fact is it's out there. There are people disappearing because their houses are being taken over, mostly in run-down neighborhoods. But this is what's going on now. What do you the mean street- people are disappearing? What do you mean by that? They're either leaving to go live somewhere else or they're disappearing. I mean, this is, it's uh, like you say, where did uh, so-and-so go? I don't know. I haven't seen them like that. Mostly elderly people that live alone or people that have no roots. This is what's happening. There's a crime thing going on. It's being not talked about. I brought it out on your radio show because this is truth and everything, man. The news will not even report on that. We know now, two people wow. that are gone. We don't know where they are and uh, under strange uh, circumstances. Well, by the way, Pete, you should definitely uh, obviously have the authorities kind of look into that. God forbid if there is something, uh, you know, criminal or, or questionable about their disappearance. That's really scary. What, what happened with that migrant shelter there? Give us the latest, because I know that there were a lot of blocks and those grandmothers, boy, were they screaming at the buses there in Staten Island, Pete? Right. All the shelters are closed because the fire department, the fire marshals went in and there was danger, no proper alarms. The sprinkler systems weren't right, so they closed them down. So, but And one neighborhood, which was a problem neighborhood, it's not a problem neighborhood no more. They left. They when they came in, they scared all the criminals away, and now it's clean. It's like you want to go down, you want to hang out on that block where you never want to drive down. It's near uh, Bailey Seaton Hospital. Any listeners that are familiar with Staten Island know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep, I know, know where I'm that is too. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, well and, and Pete, thank you very much. I'm glad that uh, you and your wife are doing better, and happy holidays too, Pete. We love you and appreciate you. Let's go to George in New Hampshire. Uh, George, what a mess the migrant crisis is. I believe it because what their goal is, the left, they want to flip Texas. They're going to do it now. They're going to get Texas with all the illegals going in, even legal immigration. A lot of leftists are moving into Texas. They're leaving crime-infested uh, California. So that's the goal. Over, they want over 400 million people, mostly from the third world in here. Folks, you've been scammed out of your own country. You're sitting around. You're going to watch football and everything. you got the betting lines. you got your beers. But the only thing that stopped it from hitting your head years ago is the country's so big, people would run. That was their answer. They would run and leave. But now there's really nowhere else to go to anymore in this country. The country's being flooded. I would hold the countries responsible who they're coming from. 
deportations with all these illegals and stop. The, but the problem break. is, the problem is, there's no will from the top. That's the problem. There is absolutely no will from the top in Washington. And unless they have the will, uh, there are not going to be any deportations. When you hear Biden's plan at the border, it's more border agents to be babysitters, to process them quicker. I mean, how is that a plan? Let's go to Andrew, line three. Andrew, uh, what do we do now? What a disaster this is for so many cities. You're right, and I just keep chuckling hearing your uh, Titanic reference. And <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah, and remember the bad that guy? guy? Remember the guy who, like, grabbed somebody's baby? Oh, and he said, oh, no, 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 I'm a father. I can't. I'm all, I, I'm all she has. Remember? <laughs> grabs That's somebody's the baby. baby. <laughs> there, there. Yeah, I love the bad guy. The one line when he thinks DiCaprio and the girl that they're going to drown when they're running from him when he's shooting and they're going into the water. He goes, enjoy your time together. <laughs> yeah, they escape. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But he he wanted, got what he deserved in the end. <laughs> right. With the um, the amount of money that Adams was asking for seems way, way high, just like uh First, it was just thirty thousand, like you said. Then seven, but they asked for four billion, three billion, which I think, if my math is right, is there's a hundred million in a billion, so they want really four billion for a hundred thousand approximately people. So that seems like corruption and grift. But they're, and but they're also they asking say, <laughs> they're also asking for more that are coming because they're into and look. I mean, look, and more and more and more keep coming. It's not that's the problem, Andrew. Is that there is zero end in sight, and that's why it is just such uh, an incredible mess on so many different levels. Uh, let's go real quick to Steve, line two. Steve, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, a modest proposal. As long as Eric Adams um, has gone with his tin cup unsuccessfully and uncovered the Biden's complete disdain for New York City and the people here, the Democrats are supposed to be so compassionate. Well, why doesn't he go to a list? I, I made a list of nine billionaires or so. Zuckerberg, Obama, Gates, Bloomberg, de Blasio, who took a billion and a quarter, Al Gore, the Clinton, <laughs> Soros, and Geffen. Why doesn't he go to each of them and take up a collection from these democratic, compassionate people that have made so much money in America and ask them to contribute a billion or 500 million each? And watch how he's turned down ignominiously at the time from each one of these compassionate people that want to rule the United States. You know, Steve, that's a great point, because a lot of people uh, do a lot of talking. And then when it comes to it, it's like, I don't think I want to pay that. And especially right now, uh, I don't think I, I agree with you that a lot of these people, a lot of the people you named, who have said, yeah, come one, come all, they espouse that, and now they're kicking themselves too, uh, and bear responsibility, anybody who's been pushing this, uh, because where was the money going to come? It was it was ultimately going to come at some point. There's not enough money, and it's going to keep on coming and coming. I just worry so much where we are headed, and you're right. There are a lot of hypocrites out there, that's for sure. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And speaking of hypocrites, we're going to talk about Hunter Biden when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, it looks like Hunter believes in those magic mushrooms. He likes a lot of the magic stuff. So we've seen by his own admissions, hopefully he's clean. But boy, is he in trouble now with the law with these nine counts. And the big question is, why did they do it now? Uh, He was scheduled to testify before Congress next week or soon after. And obviously this vote on his father's impeachment inquiry is starting next week. Lots of moving parts. Uh, But listen to what former federal prosecutor Francie Hakes has to say about what she thinks of Hunter Biden. Well, my first reaction, of course, is in reading the indictment, it's very clear that Hunter Biden has utter contempt for the laws of this country because he completely disregarded what all the rest of us have to do, which is to pay our taxes. Meanwhile, he was engaged in this profligate spending, Ainsley. It's incredible. He was spending millions of dollars in a very short time period. And I was also struck by the amount of cash Hunter Biden was withdrawing what was he spending millions of dollars a year in cash on? It t- to me, it shows that he knows he's privileged. He knows he's a vice president at that time's son, and he thinks he's above the law. He thinks he is above the law. Let's go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania. Joaquin, uh, what do you think of Hunter? Rita, please hold me over. I'm gonna, I got a few things to say. And this is a big smoke screen. It's a 3D chess game. And unfortunately, they're going to play this out for what it's worth. They have the Trump card. Hunter will never go to jail because Joe. B- these are all federal charges. Joe Biden can pardon, but they will play this out to the end. And I'm a 1,000 percent Trump supporter, MAGA, but they will send Donald Trump to prison before the next election. Okay, he will be convicted in a court in D.C. or one of these places where he will have no chance. And then uh, the game is on. Yeah, you you know what? You know what, Joaquin, though? We do have to go to a hard break, but I'll get you. I always get you on, so we'll get you on again soon. You know I love you. Um, But your point is right. I don't put it past that they will try to convict him. I mean, look, they seem like they've already made their decision. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment, which we are so proud to have associated with this. This is a powerful story coming from Knoxville, Tennessee. In 1941, the Pearl Harbor U.S. naval base was bombed by Japan, and this led to the U.S. joining World War II. Of course, it was 82 years yesterday when it happened. Think about that. Uh, That was the somber, somber anniversary. And each year uh, during the Pearl Harbor Day of Remembrance, the more than 200 Uh, 2,400 lives of those who were killed at Pearl Harbor are remembered around the country and around the world. And in Knoxville, Tennessee, ceremonies took place at the Knoxville Expo Center to honor them 82 years later. And during that special ceremony, Sergeant Sammy L. Davis, a guy I know 
who is a Medal of Honor recipient, spoke to the crowd saying, ever since I can remember, my mom was saying, Sammy Lee, you don't leave, you don't lose till you quit trying. And that stuck with me till today. And that's a true fact. No matter what you're doing, you don't lose until you quit trying. Veteran Sammy Davis, who is a great guy, I had the honor of sitting next to him during a dinner uh, for the Medal of Honor Society one time. Well, he served in Vietnam, and he received the country's highest military award for protecting and saving his fellow soldiers and preventing Viet Cong forces from advancing all while being uh, severely injured. His story is amazing and unbelievable. And key elements of the famous movie Forrest Gump were loosely based on Davis's experience. And in fact, in the film, Tom Hanks' head was even sort of superimposed, put over Sammy Davis's when he actually received the Medal of Honor from then President Lyndon B. Johnson. By the way, at that same ceremony where Sammy Davis spoke in Knoxville, There was 98-year-old World War II veteran who was also gifted a quilt of valor for his service in World War II. Veteran Bob Luttrell, who is a Knoxville native, said when Pearl Harbor happened, he was a sophomore in high school. And helping his grandmother before church, the phone rang. It was my daddy, he said. And he said and turned on the radio and he said, we are at war And when I said, what do you mean we're at war? He said, they burn Pearl Harbor. They are bombing them now. And I said, what's Pearl Harbor? And he said, you'll find out before it's over with. Two years later, Luttrell enlisted in the Navy and he served in the uh, the military. He said that he went to Pearl Harbor and he picked up a scrap of metal, which later he turned into a knife. And he says that knife saved his life. He says his naval ship was destroyed by a mine and he had to go into action and save a fellow sailor. He gave his life jacket to the sailor when he said he couldn't swim because of his injuries. And he said that there was a life rack that was connected by a line to the ship and he wasn't able to get it uh, down. He suddenly remembered that there was that knife and cut the line. So that knife that was made from scrap metal from Pearl Harbor saved another sailor's life. What a powerful story and also so powerful to remember what happened at Pearl Harbor this week, 82 years ago. And everybody, America's heroes always need your help. Donate just $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T number two, T.org. Over 40,000 veterans are experiencing homelessness in the United States. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation launched its homeless veteran program last year to combat this injustice. The program provides housing and comprehensive support services to military veterans nationwide. In 2023 alone, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing to over 3,000 veterans. Join the foundation on its mission to end veteran homelessness by donating $11 per month. Head to T2T.org to donate and learn more. That's T, the number two, T.org. And again, be sure to check out the great tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. They do so much for our veterans and our first responders. I love them. I love Frank Siller and all that they do to remember the greatest among us, our American heroes. 
And everybody, we are talking about Hunter Biden because now, boy, is it a mess for the Biden family. He has now been indicted on nine federal tax-related charges, a bunch of felonies, also a bunch of misdemeanors, and it is a mess. And it's a mess also for the president, not just for Hunter Biden, because even though Joe Biden's name is not in the indictment, there's some money that came there. Some of it went from a company that also sent money to Joe Biden, it turned out, this week. There's also all these emails that they're trying to get with all these fake names. Remember the name Robin Robert Ware? It was like Robert B. Ware. And that was one of the pseudonyms that Joe Biden was using. He had three or four different pseudonyms. Apparently, there's 82,000 of those emails, many of them to Hunter's business partners. Joe Biden said never did. He never had any contact with them. Why is he lying? It's very suspicious. And he always constantly defended his son, like his son was, uh, you know, like was Mother Teresa. Who could forget some of these lines that he has said over the years? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know what's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down some guardrails? Unless there was something that was there was something on its face that was wrong. There's nothing on its face that was wrong. So, look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Get your words straight, Jack. I've never spoken to my son about oil. And so, how do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's 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 fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. But why was he given tens of millions of dollars? But he wasn't given tens of millions of dollars. That is totally, that's been totally discredited. We've already been totally discredited. And guess what? Trump was correct. The son has gotten tens of millions of dollars. And Joe Biden lied because he has talked to the business partners. And he knows the son got money from China. The son even had to say it in court earlier this summer. So, I mean, this is a flat-out lie. I, I, I actually really think he's enabled his son and created this climate. And the son, in some of those emails that came out, made it sound like the dad was pressuring him, give half to Pops. I hope I don't have to give half to you like I'm giving to Pops. He knew darn well his son, his drug addict, sex-fueled son by his own accounts, was making tens of millions of dollars from these rogue individuals. Or didn't you wonder why he was driving a new car or paying for his house? I mean, give me a break. They're so close. This, to me, is just, I think it's terrible parenting, and he's terrible lying. Uh, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And now here is Hunter Biden going on the defense. And you, you're not going to believe this. Remember the whole Russia collusion thing that was thrown against Trump? Well, now Hunter Biden says what's happening to him surely has to be Russia collusion. Which, by the way, this whole idea that this this may not in every aspect be a Russian disinformation campaign, but it has literally every earmark. <laughs> 
of what the Russians did. Yeah. There's, um, what's it called? It's called uh, eliminationist rhetoric. Eliminationist rhetoric was something that the Nazis came up with as a, as a tool to, to undermine uh, their political rivals. And then Putin has fine-tuned it. And what Putin did when he was coming to power in the early 2000s was there were still some real significant voices of some and some with real money and intellectual public standing inside of Russia or living as expatriates that were speaking out against Putin. So what did he do? He didn't argue with them on the merits. He didn't argue with them about economic policy and democracy and the freedom to vote because he knew he'd lose that argument. So what did he do? He labeled them pedophiles. He planted child pornography on their laptops and their computers. And so maybe only 10% of the people then in the public would believe this. But then when he would turn around after he got 10, 15, 20% of the people believe in the worst thing you can possibly think about a human being. Then when he turns around and said, and also he's a money launderer and he is against the Russian people. It's a lot easier for them to believe that. That is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Let's just look at Hunter Biden's laptop where he's doing the most lascivious things on camera. We've all seen it. I mean, there's no joke. That's that's what is there. And he's sitting there saying, oh, they're saying the worst things. No, the worst things are on your own laptop, buddy. And he still hasn't admitted it was his laptop. I mean, this is such a disaster. And now today, there's clearly no self-reflection of maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I shouldn't be hiring Russian hookers and losing my laptop, according to some of his own stories. Maybe I shouldn't be claiming on taxes that an adult uh, entertainment center, that's a nice way to say it, uh, is not a business expense. But he used it as a business expense, according to authorities. Uh, That seems a little questionable. So in the middle of all this, the obvious question is, where is this going? How is this going to affect the president? And would he pardon his son? Because that was the question all along. Remember when Joe Biden was asked, and he's like, no, I'm not going to pardon my son. What are you kidding me? My son is the most wonderful, upstanding person in the world. So today, the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, was asked that question again. Take a listen. Only because you said it before, I just want to re-up in, in light of these new uh, charges. Um, you said before that the president would not pardon his son. Is that still the case? Nothing has changed. That is still the case. That's still the case. Nothing's changed. No problem there. You know, let's keep talking about Trump. I mean, this is so incredible. There is no admission on his part that he did anything wrong or any problem. This is only because his last name's Biden that he thinks he's in trouble. The only reason that he got away with it so long as his last name is Biden. Do you think anybody else would have gotten a cakewalk and would have had that potential sweetheart deal that was going on down there? And then suddenly the judge was like, whoa, 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 this doesn't seem right. This seems like uh, an improper deal that the DOJ at the time was agreeing to. David Weiss, by all accounts. And then she said, no, this doesn't seem right. And everything blew up. And now David Weiss, I think, is maybe trying to save his own skin Or who knows? Maybe he's trying to help Hunter Biden so he doesn't have to testify next week before Congress. There could be a lot of reasons behind this. Regardless, Corinne Jean-Pierre, again, as you could hear there, was asked by reporters, does Joe Biden still think that Hunter walks on water? Listen to this one. Any reaction to um, to what we saw last night, new charges, and then I have a follow-up? Sure. Look, um, 
I mean, the president has said this before, and he will continue to say, which is that he loves his son and supports him as he continues to rebuild his life. I'm going to be really careful and not comment on this and refer you to Department of Justice or my colleagues at the White House Council, but that's what I'm going to, I'm not going to go beyond tell, telling you all what the president has said over and over again. He's proud of his son. He's proud of his son. Um, you know what? Mr. President, if you were actually honest with the American public, and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, honest with your son, uh, you should say, son, knock it off. You need to come clean and you need to admit what you did. We all see it on the videotape. I went out there on the debate. We had to cover for you then. Uh, and now I'm put in this high bind. He has no moral authority. Anytime he goes out there and says, I'm the president who's going to clean up everything and you want me because I'm the good guy. Uh, we're above board. You know, you got to be kidding me. I'll take a mean tweet over this kind of stuff any day of the week. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Norm, line three. Norm, your thoughts of where this is headed for good old Hunter? Well, they're going to spin, spin, spin. And basically, it's uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere for Hunter. But, Rita, uh, it's Friday night. May I quickly di- digress with a story about Pearl Harbor? Yeah, very quick, if you could, because, uh, you know, I love Pearl Harbor. So go ahead. And what it represents, it represents heroism. And it also, sadly, represents always being on guard. Yes. I, I recently found my mother's uh, English book when she came to America. Her, she wrote in pencil in this notebook. And uh, I'm looking at her entry that she wrote, class in English. She was a 21-year-old girl working all day in a bathing suit factory and going to school at night to learn English. And on December 8, 1941, which is exactly uh, what, 82 years ago today, she wrote, Japan wars on U.S. and Britain. Make sudden attack on Hawaii. Heavy fighting at sea reported. Battleship Oklahoma set fire by torpedo planes at Honolulu. And at the bottom, she wrote, we should cheer when the army passes by. And then a month later, she wrote, um, President Roosevelt said today it was possible under some conditions, even tomorrow night, for example, for enemy ships to shell New York City and enemy planes to drop bombs in Detroit. And this was at PS 225. And she wrote that February 18, 1942. The point I'm saying is a year later, my mother was would join the army and she became a German translator and they sent her all over the country. And, um, you know, wow, many, many Americans. Wow. Norm, I love that you have that book. How cool is that? And how amazing that your mother was writing those reflections and how beautiful that you actually have that book and you're able. Is your mother still with us, Norm? No, she died six years ago. She was 97. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wow, what a great life. What a great life. Boy, think of all the history that she saw. And you just said uh, that your mother also joined the military. No wonder you're so patriotic, Norm. I love it. Norm, thank you for sharing that story. Um, and I think, you know, when I think of Pearl Harbor, I've been there. And I hope everybody, uh, everybody listening out there at some point in your life, you got to go see uh, the USS Arizona Memorial, because the actual ship, of course, is underwater. Um, and you see all the names of all the people and you just see the positions. And it it is so powerful to be there. It's sacred ground. Um, and truly, uh, we come from a homeland of heroes and a country of heroes. And how beautiful that your mother was out there um, and one of the great patriotic women, too, at that time. I love it. Norm, thank you. 
for sharing that. Have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And lucky you to have that book and have such an amazing mom. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Biden is in deep doo-doo. And boy, it's going to be interesting to see where this one goes. Talk about a wild year. You got all the cases with Donald Trump. He's going to testify Monday in his own defense in the New York civil fraud trial. And then you got all the stuff with maybe an impeachment inquiry that may move forward as of next week. Then you got Hunter Biden and his gun case. And now you have the nine tax charges. Boy, this will be an election here like no other. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan, line four. Happy Hanukkah, Stan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. By the way, there are three memorials that touch me terribly in, in my heart. And the one you visited in Hawaii, I've seen it. It's it's unbelievable. And then the second is the one in Iojima in Forest, in, not Forest, in Washington East statue of the guys going yep. up the mountain. I've and been the there too. Yep. For, me, for me is the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. Uh, All yeah. three of these have solemn men. And this is December yes. 7th. And we should never forget. But let's get to the real. Yeah, by, by, the way, Stan, never... by the way, Stan, you know what's on my bucket list? And, and I, I went to Normandy um, a number of years ago. Um, but I have not gone to Iwo Jima. I'd actually like to go to Iwo Jima where they, where they planted that flag. I've not done that. I've seen the memorial as you have, which is so amazing, but I'd like to go to actually to Iwo Jima and see it. Um, I, you know, just to see what they went through. When I walked the beaches of Normandy, it was so powerful, Stan. Um, yeah, go ahead, Stan, because we just have a little bit, but thank you for, for talking about that. To the exciting things. <laughs> you know, uh, Mr. Hunter Biden, he will testify next week. I think he will testify, and it should be firecrackers next week. I think I he'll think. take the fifth. I, I said that to you last week. Yeah. Now, now by, the way, after, by the way, after today, I think he'll definitely take the fifth after what happened last night. You know? Yeah, I think he will, and I think the, uh, the committee will be appreciate that. I don't think they want to talk to this guy, but we'll see. And by the way, someone has already turned on Trump. It's the beginning of the end. Uh, Stan, uh, it looks like uh, the Biden family is going to be a little busy, Stan. I I would keep your eyes on there. (laughs) Stan, thank you very much. Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a great weekend.